Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning, folks. Troy Dooley here, the host of Real Mentors Radio. And p- please forgive me. I know I'm just a couple of minutes shy on the show today. I was getting my fresh cup of Georgia pecan coffee and literally uh, was fixing a phone line. I had one of my phone lines that had come out of the wall, and I couldn't figure out what was happening because we had we had Internet service, but I did not have phone service. So I was a little off calling into the show today. I am so excited. <clears throat> As you can tell, I'm getting my voice back. Uh, it's still a little little scratchy, so bear with us on that. But we're starting what I believe to be uh, probably the most current up-to-date blueprint for building a business. And now, the majority of our folks are network marketers. And what's ironic about this is Dave Ramsey is not a fan of the direct selling, specifically the network marketing or MLM culture. Uh, He has valid points because he sees so many people's lives devastated because of of loosely practiced, what I, what I would say are ethics. You know, jam people in, slam them in, you know, recruit, 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 and nobody's ever taught true entrepreneurial leadership skills. And I believe this book can help revolutionize network marketing from the ground up and from how leaders in the corporate offices run their organizations. We're going to be talking throughout this book about some companies that do it right, and we'll use them as examples. But Dave's book, Entre Leadership, 20 Years of Practical Business Wisdom from the Trenches. Dave wrote this book uh, coming out of bankruptcy when he was launching his company. And today it is a multi-million dollar corporation And what we're going to learn in here, I think, can help everybody. Dave starts off saying, Looking out the window of my personal office, I was watching the sun come up. I had come into my office extremely early because I couldn't sleep and I needed some answers. Our business was officially bigger than me, and it was scaring the crud out of me. I was going to have to add some layers of leadership, which meant I was going to have to relinquish control or not grow. Sounds simple, but I'm a control freak extraordinaire, so turning loose tasks and responsibilities is not easy. I see this a lot in direct selling at the at the corporate level and in the field. You start the business, it's it's just an idea. You you rent a little bit of space or you you find a formulator, you create something. But as it grows, You've got to figure out where your strengths are at and then bring people around you that will buy into your passion, buy into your dream, but that can handle this. B.K. Breko has done a phenomenal job. He took over the reins and, and when his mom and dad passed away, and they really focused strong on their business, and he's brought in one of the best formulators out there. And that's all his doctor does is formulate based around their one simple formula for Vima. I think it's an amazing passion that he has. You can see the same thing with Richard Brooke over 2110. He's the visionary. He he knows how to spread the message, but he's got people around him for the operation 
to make sure everything's running smoothly the way it's supposed to. The list could go on and on, but this is what it's at. But Dave writes something here. He says, guys like me want everyone to come in contact with to feel our dream. We want and demand that our customers have an experience. Because of that, and I'm that way, we have a hard time releasing control. I just released control of MLM Help Desk to a, a phenomenal program, Rick Weston, who, is, who has just gone in there and tweaked and, and pulled in and tightened up the reins for us. We're starting to bring in some pretty good revenue now from our advertising over there. I had to give up that control push forward because I'm only limited. I'm only limited to what I know. Dave hits it on. He says, my core team and I set out to teach a class that is our playbook on how to do business our way. We mentor, cuss, and discuss what are, with our leaders daily, and in every intentional way, we have built our entre-leadership entre classes, our foundation. Now, the question is, what is entre-leadership? When you put two words together like entrepreneur and leadership, first of all, I kind of like it. I can spell it. I always have a hard time spelling entrepreneur, you know. They use these French words instead of just American country eyes words. So let's look at it. Let's see how Dave explains this. He says, what's a leader? Picture the face of a wonderful leader. And then write down the best one-word character quality that that great leader has. Is it integrity? Are they a servant? Are they passionate, loyal, a listener, humble? Maybe they're a visionary, influential, decisive, driven, charismatic, or disciplined. But it's always a character. Think about this. What leader comes to mind for you? What's the characteristic that stands out? He wrote something here that I underlined. He said, taken together, this is a great foundation of leadership when you put all of these qualities. It's interesting to me that most of us can list. This is powerful. Most of us can list what we want our leaders to look like, but we don't apply it to ourselves. I call this the golden rule of leadership. Have you ever asked yourself what kind of leader your team members want? See, if your team's floundering, if you're a CEO and you're wondering what the heck's going on, look in the mirror. Darren Hardy wrote a phenomenal piece in Direct Selling News. I'm going to blog about it today on what it takes to make your company grow, and it's amazing what doesn't work. And Dave's hitting it on the head here. Most of us don't apply. He says the takeaway is, to remember that every that the, the the very thing that you want from a leader are the very things your people are that you're leading expect from you. See, if you're leading people, if you've just got one person on your team, they want you to be the leader they dream of. They want you to be the leader you dream of. And that's amazing when you think about it. So as Dave sat in his office that morning. He's trying to figure out what is it we're putting together. Is it what can we call this? And he realized, man, leadership isn't exactly what this is. He I, and he writes, I love leadership, but I always walk away a little disheartened because I'm a doer, I'm a practitioner, I want to make this thing happen. He said those classes were too much about concept from a guy who has stacked his own boxes and answered his own phone. See, Dave's worked from the bottom up. 
you know, as a CEO, I've still seen him out there busting his butt with his crew, making it happen. He gets in the dirt. He isn't afraid of that. But let's look at the other word that he uses, entrepreneur. If he was on a farm, they'd say that as manure. When you think of an entrepreneur, what words come to mind to to describe that animal? Risk-taker, out-of-the-box thinker, visionary, determined, passionate, courageous, driven, motivated, work ethic, learner, creative, maverick. Dave said, man, I knew right then I didn't want to lead that group of people. Said leading that group would be like herding cats or trying to, to nail jello to a tree. I do want the spirit of entrepreneurism woven into our culture's DNA, but the whole building full of many me's would be a really bad plan. So growing leaders were too refined and calm for Dave, but growing entrepreneurs were too wild and chaotic for him. You know what he did? He said, we need, I decided we need to grow a combination of the two, and thus Entre Leader was born. I want Entre Leaders who can be passionately serving, motivated visionaries, mavericks who have integrity, driven with loyal loyalty, dis- disciplined risk-takers, influential learners, and courageous yet humble. He writes, are you getting the idea? We wanted the personal power of the entrepreneur polished and grown by a desire to be a quality leader. We wanted big leaders who have passion and push for the entrepreneur. These character qualities are what we look for in potential leaders and what we internal, intentionally build in our team every day to cause us to win. You know, Dave doesn't have any employees, and this isn't just a gimmick. But he learned early on, employees will do nothing but let you down. They'll show up to work late. They'll ask off early. They'll be sick. They'll cry like babies. They'll do just enough to get paid, and and, and he'll work them just hard enough to, to keep them from quitting. Sadly, he understood that. So he created team members. People that that they grow up and they understand the culture. And some of them go out and start something on their own. But he understood that's what he wanted because he had to give up control constantly as the business grew. They've got three divisions. See, it's funny because if you're where I was when I started reading this book a few weeks ago, you realize that you've got to start acting like the leader that you want your team to become. See, I just went through a situation where I'm I'm watching a good friend of mine, Orrin Woodward, go through just a hellacious time period right now as he launches a new company, but yet he's got all this baggage. And I realized very quickly that probably in his early years, Orrin went through what a lot of people go through in direct selling. Recruit, recruit, recruit. Use the three-foot rule. Slap it all up against the wall. Let's see what sticks. Whatever sticks, go out there and work with them. Do the same thing over and over. We get so wrapped up in the recruiting mode that even though Orrin is a phenomenal person and can lead a crew, it's Orrin and Chris and a handful of leaders 
but they've not been able to push the development of leadership throughout the whole organization as I know they wish they could. I hope with their new company that they're able to do that more because that's going to be their focus. See, this is what it takes, folks. It takes that that blendedness of entrepreneur and leadership to build what it is we want to build. Webster's Dictionary defines leadership as someone who rules, guides, and inspires others. The dictionary says entrepreneurs is someone who organizes, operates, operates, and assumes risk of a venture. So the root word of entrepreneur, which is French, means one who takes risk. He said, so for our purpose, entre-leadership is defined as the process of leading to cause a venture to grow and prosper. Every network marketer should grasp this definition, the process of leading to cause a venture to grow and prosper. For a venture to grow and prosper, there's going to be sales, there's going to be marketing, there's going to be recruiting. You cannot build a business without all three of those. Now, it does lead us back to the question, what came first, the chicken or the egg? If you read the Bible, you understand that. But see, you're going to recruit people. You're going to teach them to market, and they're going to make sales. They're going to recruit people, teach them to market, and they're going to make sales. I summed this up a few years ago in an article I wrote. There's only four things that you need to worry about in network marketing, prospecting, presenting, closing, and training. That's it. Those are the four fundamentals. Dave's talking about it in a different light. He said, once we had our title and definition We had to determine the components of our playbook. We began to list what is essential for other new and growing entrepreneurs to know before starting and operating and leading a business. Because we are practitioners, we ended up addressing mechanical things like accounting and contracts. Because we are very concerned about our culture as well, we needed to explain how a team has grown, motivated, compensated, and unified. Because we're marketers, we knew we needed to sell some stuff in order for all of us to eat. So our playbook has truly become everything you want to know about building and running a business, but didn't know who who to ask. There's one other person that I've seen over the years in network marketing that did this very well. It was A.L. Williams, and off of A.L. Williams spawned companies like WMA. was run by Hubert Humphrey and others. You've got YTB, guys that understood it was a combination of marketing, sales, and recruiting, not just recruiting. It's what it takes to build anything. So what I loved about this book is I started reading it. Dave said, let's start with entre-leadership basics, looking in the mirror. See, John Maxwell wrote the book, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, and in there, the law of the lid explains it best, and here's how Dave writes this. Basically, he says, there is a lid on my organization and on my future, and that lid is me. I am the problem with my company. You're the problem with your company. Your education, your character, your capacity, your ability, and vision are limiting your company. You want to know what's holding back your dreams from becoming reality? Go look in the mirror. 
See, it's not the economy. I've got network marketing CEOs I talk to who are having their best months, month after month after month. And at the same time, I talk to CEOs who say they're having their worst month, month after month after month. Art Williams told a story once about two leaders, one doing $500,000 a year, the other one doing $50,000 a year. He went and visited both leaders. He found out they were both men of integrity, men of quality. They were charismatic. They were motivated. They were passionate. They loved their teams. At the end of the day, when he went back home and he wrote his book, he said the only difference between a $500,000 a year earner and a $50,000 a year earner is how bad they're willing to work. See, when you're hungry, you'll work extra hard for your team. You'll work extra hard for yourself. When you're complacent, you'll do just enough to get by. Been there, done that. You got to push. You got to push and you got to push. See, when we're willing to do it from the top down, then we can build stuff. And the Bible talks about how the kings were anointed with oil and they would just pour oil all over them. You'd think they were going for a massage or an oil bath or something. And that represented the Spirit of God rolling down over them all the way down through and into their kingdom. Well, the same thing kind of rings true to you because your weaknesses will be passed down through your company. Your strengths will be passed down through your company. If you're a dull, negative, disillusioned leader, then it's going to be going through your company. But if you're driven with passion and purpose, then that's going to go through. See, when you're passionate... When you're when you're driven, you're powerful. Matter of fact, as the as the entre leader of your organization, you've got positional power from day one. You get the power to hire, fire, move people around, do just about anything you want. Some people let that power go to their head. Screws up their whole business. Some of us use our position and think we're great. Dave talks about how he was a super salesman in real estate. So good that he was working for a national company, and they, they moved him up to sales manager, and he became a tyrant. Lost a bunch of friends and everything. The company realized within three weeks we're putting him back in sales. He sucks in the manager's position. It's kind of like parents who think they're, they're, good, they're great parents because they had kids when the, the, the fact of the matter is they had sex, and they may be good at that, but it doesn't make them a good parent. So we got to understand where our strengths and where our weaknesses are. Entre leaders understand that ultimately the only power they can use to grow a quality team is the power of persuasion. Persuasion is pulling the rope, and positional leadership is pushing the rope. And we all know we can't push a rope. If you want employees, then boss them around. If you want team members, explain why you do what you do. If they won't do what you ask, explain it again and again. Then if they're just simply contrary, then they need to go work for somebody else. But don't ever lead with threats and fear. Threats and fears, whether in public or private, are the sign of weak leadership. It's that plain and simple. When I was a bounty hunter and I wanted people to do what I asked them to do. 
We did not threaten. We did not work out of fear. We used, as a matter of fact, a pretty logical approach to things. And when you talk to people in a logical manner, eventually they get it or you let them go. The majority of people always showed up in court. They understood the logic of not showing up in court. Those that didn't show up in court never failed to show up in court again after the first time because they realized that logically the pain of showing up in court and facing the judge was a whole lot better than the pain of having to be chased and not being able to sleep. A lot of times we see this in teenagers. They either act like they're 4 or 34. And sometimes you never know. It's like schizophrenia. You don't know which one you're going to be talking to first. But if you take the time to talk to them correctly, it's amazing. If you learn to live your employees' lives, it's amazing. Dave says, the weird thing is that while persuasional leadership takes longer and takes more restraint at at the time, it is much more effective over the long haul. When you teach team members or teens the why, they are more equipped to make the same decisions the next time without you. However, positional leadership doesn't take near as long. You just tell them what's going to happen or they're going to get fired. Sadly, you've got to do it over and over and over. See, look at yourself this way. <clears throat> Have you ever thought about this? Dave writes this, but I'm going to put this in my words. Have you ever thought about a conductor in front of a an orchestra? At Christmas time, I love listening to orchestras play, and you watch the conductor Do you ever notice that the conductor never makes a sound? It's just silence. But you look at the power he has when he raises his hands, and he's able to persuade the different parts of the orchestra to play in unison. Wouldn't it be great to get your leaders to play in unison? You're the CEO of the company. How cool would it be to get those those leaders to do it the way it needs to be done. That happens when you serve them. I'm not talking about bowing down to their needs. I'm talking about serving them in a way that it needs to be. BK Brako comes to mind in this. I'll tell you why. When Jeff Hook decided to leave the company, BK served him by allowing him to leave in a professional manner. When Jeff Hook decided to come back to the company, BK served the team by allowing Jeff to come back in at the bottom and work his way up. It's amazing, isn't it, what we can learn. Richard Brooke is another one. He's brought some great leaders into his team, offered them some beautiful benefits for being a part of it. And some of them even have stabbed him in the back and left. And instead of making a huge deal out of it, Richard serves them by building his team without him. It's amazing to me when I look at other leaders because I want to be better, what I learn from them. We can do that. Dave tells the story as I close out today. He does an annual picnic with all the employees, and this last picnic that they went on, there was 97 kids under the age of 10. Him and his family get out, and they walk up there, and his son looks at all the chaos, and his son's a teenager, Wes, and he says, Dad, can I leave, or how soon can I leave? And Dave said, I want to tell you something. 
He goes, you see all those kids? Yep. He goes, those parents make a living and have a future. And those kids have a, a future partly because of how I act. If I misbehave in my personal life, if I fail in areas of integrity, if I screw up, it will mess up a ton of lives. As a servant leader, I understand that. I'm at least partially responsible for all the little kids running around here today. Wes said, Dad, that's that's too much responsibility. That's kind of heavy. He said, Son, I agree. But to whom much is given, much is expected. When a family have all the financial and other blessings of having a successful business, what goes with that is we must take our responsibilities as leaders very seriously. Son, even if you screw up, it will harm the future of some of these little kids. If you decide to get drunk, hit somebody head on, kill them, we all get sued and all the people could lose their jobs. We have the blessing of being in, you you have the best blessing of being in this family and get to have and do all the things that success allows. But with that, even you have a huge responsibility to make our family name one we are proud to wear. Now let's go get some barbecue. See, it's Dave's passion of serving that makes a difference. See, when you're passionate as a leader and you make mistakes, people forgive you. When you're passionate and something happens with your products, people forgive you. When you love your business and the message behind it, people love you. If you're just in business and network marketing to make a buck, you will fail in the long run because you will screw it up. You will cut the corners. You'll be just like every corporate American business out there. And eventually you will lose all of the respect of the people around you. I love Dave Ramsey, even though he doesn't like network marketing. We have, I've grown so much through his leadership, through watching him in person at Catalyst and throughout the United States. He walks his walk. And I'm proud to call him a friend and a mentor. I'm proud to be doing this book. Tomorrow, start with a dream, end with a goal. Living your dreams, visions, mission statements, and goals. This is powerful. You do not want to miss it. Spread the word among your teams. I challenge you to buy the book, Entre Leadership. And get your team on these radio shows for the next two weeks as we go through this book chapter by chapter. Live life like it's an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Be back here tomorrow with me for RealMentorsRadio.com. Bye now.